0: Welcome. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. This is a bonus alert.
1: And I'm Bill Knight. A lot of things have been going on even last week during the shows and now. And, you know, some evidence has come out that uh, I say evidence. It's it's news, I guess, that Mm -hmm. has come out. Everybody knows about Mar-a-Lago and uh, the raid there. But uh, apparently there have been 50 some raids.
0: Yeah. Uh, Steve Uh Bannon said 35, and at the time, he didn't know that there were at least 35, probably 50-plus raids. Uh, At least that's Mm -hmm. what—and you know what's interesting, Bill? If you go online and look for the information on this, most of the main uh, news outlets are squelching it. They're not talking about it. Yeah, well, now,
1: if it gets posted, what they're doing is they're pulling it— I actually, when I first heard about it, mm-hmm. I said, Whoa, what's that? what's this? I got to see it. And all I saw was a still shot of the face mid speech. And, and then it said, uh, this content has been removed. Wow. And I was going, so I had to go looking for it. Wow. To actually get it. And a couple of places it was like that. So, you know, it's like those stupid commercials, info commercials. Hey, this, this won't be up for long. Well, I'm not saying about that. That about this post? Hopefully, it's going to be up for a long time. We hope it will. But well, they
0: squelched the news. It was on uh, last night. It was an alert on Tucker Carlson's show, and uh, they had Harmeet Dillon, who is an attorney, come on, and she said she knows for a fact that these did happen. It affected some of her clients. Uh, the media has been. Awfully quiet about it, but the uh, corrupt Biden-ray FBI has apparently raided the homes of at least 50 Trump supporters. This is what I'm reading. Harmeet Dillon uh, went on Tucker Carlson to confirm the raid that also included some of her clients. This is, uh, this is third world stuff, actually, when you think about it. But what's interesting, again, you and I said this before we started recording, um, they, they didn't do this to keep it quiet. The FBI no. didn't do this uh, this uh, mass raid if they wanted it not to get out. They wanted the public to know what they are doing.
1: Well, it's kind of like uh, Hillary to Clarence Thomas uh, in the news over the weekend. Don't you want to retire? That's not a joke, friends. That's a threat. And coming from Hillary with her history, mm-hmm. that is a threat. And this, going after 50-plus people that are MAGA supporters, uh, supporters of Donald Trump, you would call them patriots, I would call them patriots, I'm a patriot, you're a patriot, but if you are not in line as the, um, well, Corinne Jean-Pierre would say, yeah. if you don't agree with what we say, you are extremist. Yeah. <laughs> you're extremist, and yep. that makes you a terrorist. And I hate to tell you this, but this has actually been in play since, ironically, 9-11, the original attack, Because what happened shortly after that was the Patriot Act, which gave and they didn't have time to read what the Patriotic uh, Patriotic Act was. Ashcroft wanted it through, but it put the CIA back in business, put the FBI in business, gave them unlimited powers of search and seizure without warrants, if they so desired, for any reason, without just cause or 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 evidence of anything.
0: What's interesting is they put a limit on it. They put a limit on it initially of like, uh, I don't know, 20 years, 15 years. But when it came up for renewal, uh, they didn't want to have it look like uh, it was still in place. So they split it up into pieces and buried it in other bills. So what they were doing under the Patriot Act still is being done. They still have many of the powers they had under the Patriot Act.
1: But they expanded it now because the Internet wasn't the big thing back then. It is now. So it gave them extra powers. Now, if you don't believe us on that, would you trust the ACLU, which is a liberal, really, entity, Mm -hmm. if you go under the ACLU and look up the Patriot Act, it's all the information is right there because they're on it until they're told not to be on it. But it explains it all, several pages, and you will be shocked at what our government can do
0: to you They've got more
1: power than the Nazis' Gestapo has.
0: I heard that they have a super, several supercomputers in D.C., and they literally record every conversation that we make in this country.
1: Yeah. And you they, know that the the press secretary, along with other people, mm-hmm. you know, they're wanting their emails, you know, to go over them because they have been telling the electronic media how to censor things, what to censor, and what to let through. Wait a minute. The government is going to dictate what news we can and can't get? Well, they have been for a while, but well, obviously. Look what they did
0: to Facebook with uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, yeah. they, they went to him and they said, uh, you know, I don't think you should believe this. Uh, I don't think you should uh, uh, post this as being factual. And right. Zuckerberg, like a good little boy, followed right along dutifully and did exactly what they said. So, yeah, so- that was called soft censoring. They weren't no. really there with a gun, but they were there with their with their representatives, and it was implied. Yeah. Look, we are in
1: dangerous times. Uh, we've been in dangerous times. You can go back to the original 911 and check on the Patriot Act, and if you want to believe things about 911, you can. I'm not even going there, but what I'm telling you right now, we are in a big, deep pile of doo-doo, and I think that the the, the extreme left... Well, and why Hillary's out there saying you can't vote for any Republicans. Why? Because they're MAGA Republicans, and they're not a part of this deep state or the woke left. The jig is up if they get in, or they believe it's up. So they've got to stop anything going on, anything conservative, anything patriotic and constitutionally bound, because this Patriot Act is totally off the map of the
0: Constitution. There was a section in the Patriot Act about uh, border security. Yeah, oh yeah. And it was supposed to make the border security even more secure. That's a section they have turned their back on, this administration. I will never, to the life of me, understand why they're doing that. What is it that has has made them so active in their non-participation of protecting our borders? I mean, they well, lit- they they literally are fighting to keep the borders open. There's a reason for everything they do. But you know this build back better thing—you got to
1: tear it down before you can build it back better. And why they're doing what they're doing? There's a reason for them to tear things down. I, I mean, I'm looking at all the the little events going on, which is great—supporting mm-hmm. our troops, supporting our police. And they're doing all these fancy things, and the Democrat leaders are coming out. We love our military. We love our police, really. Just a little over 12 months ago, you 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 were in a hurry to defund them and get rid of them, cut the cut the forces of them,
0: and uh, why our cities burned. Mm-hmm. You, B- Biden is out telling people as recently as uh, as Friday that uh, MAGA people are dangerous, that they are people who embrace violence. He's talking about us as being the people who are violent. And like every other time, the Democrats come out and make statements like that, they're pointing at us for the stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pointing at, they're saying we're violent, but then all of the people that were doing the violence in Seattle and Portland and Minneapolis were leftists, were people who are on, on that side of the aisle. And the people who were supporting him, including Carmela Harris, who was giving cash. To organizations to bail out people who were arrested in those riots, the communists and leftists that were arrested, she was bailing them out. Uh, it was their side that were encouraging violence, their side that didn't want uh, the police force in place. After this program is over, when you and I have finished doing our update here, we're going to tag on, on, the, on the end of this a uh, 17 minute speech by a gentleman named Thomas. Klingenstein he's the chairman of the board of the Claremont Institute a prominent conservative think tank he's a very very smart man and it's a very educated and erudite speech this guy comes on and he essentially uh, he explains Trump uh, he says you know his vices but you know his virtues you got to hear this it's 17 minutes long and it's the best 17 minutes you'll uh, you'll spend in quite some time it'll be right at the end of our update this morning, so stick around for that.
1: Well, I will say this: I think we've uh, we've tweaked your imagination, your uh, with what we're talking about. It's all true. It's it's there. I hope for a while anyway for you to look up and whatnot. But after you listen to this and uh, the special audio presentation afterwards, if you liked what you hear and you go and it and it gets your your feathers ruffled, copy the link. And post it, yes, because that's how podcast works. You know, you've got to share, you've got to share it with your network of friends and get them to pass it on. I mean, we're not the, you know, we're not the recipe of the week. We're not going to tell you how to bake a cake. We're not going to show you how to make great lasagna. We could, yeah. but that's not what we're about. We're about truth in uh, with what's going on with uh, our politics uh, and what's going on in your life. And we are not the country that you grew up believing what we were. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or a liberal or a liberal or a conservative right now.
0: The truth is the truth. This guy, Thomas Klingenstein, he says we're in the middle of a, a cold civil war right now. A cold civil war now. It's not going to be down the road. It's happening now. The yeah. other, And the other side knows it already. We're just waking up to it. On this side. Yeah. And what Bill said is true. We are getting throttled. Our little program, which has done phenomenally considering it's two guys with nothing but uh, the best intentions. Uh, it, our little program has been throttled, meaning word has gotten out that we're conservatives, and that we love our country, and that we speak the truth. And it doesn't necessarily fall in line with their theme, what they want promoted it exposes them for what they are. We need to have you take our links, post them on your your pages, uh tell your friends, do whatever you can to get the word out that we're there. Go around these places. We're getting nothing for this, friends. Bill and I are we're grassroots here. We we, we have we,
1: not read one single commercial or played one single commercial. Right. Which means that the cost to be on this thing, which I'll tell you right now, it's not a lot. It's right. Uh, you know, all total, we probably spend 50 to 75 bucks a month just to have the podcast up. Okay? Mm-hmm. There you go. But there's nothing coming in to pay for that. And we don't ask for money for that. We're right. just doing it. Now is there other monies involved? Yeah, I guess you you can't say and then our time and effort. And we have given you stories that have been out there before the mainstream because we that's do know right. that some of the people sit there, we all monitor one another. we hear something on Tucker, you hear it on our show. Uh, and vice versa, if they hear something here, you hear it there within a day or two because that's how this thing works. We all feed off of each other. right? So we're contributing as well as we're consuming and we're, you know,
0: dishing out to you. We love this country. This is a, a great place. It's, uh, uh, but we love the country that we grew up in. Bill and I love a country that uh, was free, and uh, we did support the flag, and we did stand at attention when the, the, the Star Spangled Banner was being played, the National Anthem was being played. We did have all the values that were passed on from our parents to us and from their parents to them. It's not happening now. No, it's not. They're tearing that all apart. They're shredding those values and they're trying to insert new values and new themes into our government. We've got to stop this. We've got to stand up and be Americans.
1: Yeah, I really think what happened with in 2016 is the fix had been in for a long time. You could go back to the original 911, the Patriot Act and everything else. But when Trump came in, they thought he was a joke, he was a right. clown. They never expected what was coming from the people that we would fight back. And that was kind of prevalent, too, in a survey in 2019 where they did a a grassroots poll of Americans. And this was whites, blacks, Indians, everybody of all age age demographics. And what they found was an overwhelming majority, well over 60% of the people, thought that by the year 2050... the uh, United States would be uh, you know in, uh, consequential in, in the world. we would be nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, our value, our influence, everything would be do- down that we would be totally diminished. Now, Trump built us back up to pretty high standards. They can't have that if they want to sit there and do one world government and that's where they, we were on the path to. and Trump upset that Apple cart and they don't like it.
0: And since you helped them, they don't like you. Exactly. You're you're part of that nasty MAGA group which stands for Make America Great Again. There's nothing bad about that. How can you make that into something evil? We're talking about taking our great country and making it better. That's all. There's nothing nefarious here. There's nothing to look at other than the fact that we want to we want to keep it a strong country. I was reading something Bill and I'll talk about it more on Monday but so they've stopped delivery on the F-35 airplanes the manufacturer has because somewhere along the line, somebody in, uh, in government found out that parts of the F-35 were being made in China, and that's against the rules. You can't do that. But how many of them got through? You know, and they do it for cost reduction. They do it, uh, the companies do it, eh, they won't know. It's only a, a cowling for this or it's a it's a cover for that or it's a charger for that. No one's going to know. It's, a, it's not something that's big or important. I don't agree with that. I think that if you're making a fighter plane for our, our pilots and things like that to, to protect our country and the standards are that every single part in that plane has to be made in this country, then that's the rules and that's how it should be. And if they're sticking in parts from our our enemy, oh, man, I'll bet you the Chinese planes that look just like the F-35s, I'll bet you all those parts are made in China. Oh, you can damn well
1: bet they are. But see, that's been a problem with the United States for a long time. You know, it used to be we were such a proud nation, you know, made in America, proudly made in America with yep. American workers. Now, that's not a white thing. It's not a black thing. It's not an Indian thing, indigenous people. It's uh, all of us because we're all citizens of this great land of ours. And you know what? If there is a racial bone in your body, get rid of it. Let's start banding together,
0: working together, and taking back our damn country. For the longest time, the left, they just believed that uh, if you were a Latino, you were voting Democratic. For the longest time, that's what they believed. But it's not happening that way anymore. Uh, the Latinos in our country have looked around, many of them, and said, wait a second, we're losing with this administration. We're yeah, losing. no we, Yeah, we don't like these people coming across the border onto our property because they own a lot of property along the border uh, and uh, just camping out and taking over and having the government do nothing. They don't like that. So many of them are voting Republican. They're voting to the right. They're becoming conservative. And now the left is starting to badmouth Latinos. You watch; yeah. they they demonize their enemies. We have a lot to talk about on Monday's show. I I, I only think that it's going to get worse between now and the show on Monday. Our show on Monday might be a little late, friends, uh, because I have a doctor's appointment.
1: <laughs> we're all, I don't have a doctor's appointment on Monday. We're got all dentist appointment on Tuesday, but it's in the afternoon.
0: Well, it's only a dentist appointment; it's not a big deal. But you know, yeah. if I don't get it done, I'll be a little down in the mouth. And uh, (laughs) I'm not even going there. If if people could see the look on his face when I said that. Hey, friends, um, like we said, we're going to end this program with a 17-minute talk from Dr. Thomas D. Klingenstein. He's the chairman of the board at the Claremont Institute, which is a prominent conservative think tank. It is a terrific talk. He's a very smart man, and he explains the phenomenon that is Donald Trump. You know, why is it that after two years, we're still hanging on to his every word and going to his rallies and still supporting him as if he were the president of the United States? Why is it that the right is so supportive and the left is just trying to take him down, trying to destroy him before 2024? It's an amazing talk. It might explain some of the the reasons why this is all happening. And then we'll talk some more about it maybe on Monday. Bill, it's always good talking to you, my friend. We'll see you on the Monday show. Hasta la vista.
2: Many leading Republicans and conservatives want someone other than Donald Trump to run for president in 2024. They say we need someone with Trump's virtues but without his vices. Fair enough, but this formulation does not get us very far unless we have a proper accounting of his virtues. Other Republicans say some version of, I like Trump's policies, but I don't like the rest of him. This gets it almost backward. Although Trump advanced many important policies, it is the rest of him that contains the virtue that inspired the movement. Trump was born for the current crisis, the life and death struggle against a totalitarian enemy I call woke communism. The woke comms clench the Democratic Party by the scruff of its neck. They tell us lies and they silence those who challenge the lies. Like most totalitarian regimes, they have a scapegoat, white males. They have a narrative. America is systemically racist. And they have a utopian vision of society where all identity groups are equal in all areas of American life. The woke comms control all the cultural and economic powers in America from where they ruthlessly push their agenda That agenda rests on the conviction that America is bad. As Trump once said, their goal is not to make America better. Their goal is to end America. Make no mistake, we are in the midst of a cold civil war. Trump awakened the public to this fact. You cannot win a war unless you know you are in one. Trump's critics say he caused or exacerbated the divide in this country. No, he didn't. He revealed, not caused, an existing divide. In war, you must make a stand. For that, we need strong men. Weak men do anything to avoid admitting the hardest truth, because they lack the resolve to do what truth demands of them. Trump is a manly man. In present time, when manhood is being stripped of its masculinity, traditional manhood, even when flawed, is absolutely essential. Trump ripped apart people he thought were weak. Sometimes he went overboard. But his supporters excused his excesses because strength is in such short supply. Trump plays to win. When you're in the right, you have a moral duty not just to fight, but to win. And sometimes that means doing distasteful things. There are no clean hands in a fist fight. If there is one thing people know about Donald Trump is that he, he, unlike the woke comm, loves America and wants to preserve the American way of life. Trump is unreservedly unquestionably pro-America. He makes no apologies for America's past. Trump is a refreshing break from the guilt and self-loathing that marks our age. The America Trump wants to recover is the America of his youth. Not out of nostalgia, but because this was an America guided by relentless optimism and supported by grit and determination. An America that had done great things in the past and was eager to do more. An America that was properly confident. Trump is still confident in America. In this time of national doubt, This, too, is just what the doctor ordered. Trump thinks we can vanquish all comers if we just put our mind to it. And he's right. Trump has the courage to defend his own people, a large and impressive political fact. And courage never demands perfection. Trump stood up for America every time he violated the stricture of political correctness. He said over and over exactly what political correctness prohibits one from saying. We have a culture, it's exceptional, and that's the way we want to keep it. Trump has made it clear that we have no duty to allow anyone to come into this country, and no one has a right to come here. This is our country. And when we do allow foreigners the privilege to come here, they must, as Trump once said, support our values and love our people. Trump said Haiti is a shithole, and that Representative Maxine Waters has a low IQ. These were not racist lies. These were uncouth, politically incorrect observations that most of us would agree with, but would not dare say. Conservatives, no less than liberals, are reluctant to criticize black Americans for fear of being called a racist, Trump, on the other hand, is an equal opportunity criticizer. We used to call that colorblindness. From morning to night, we were told that Trump is a racist. but endless repetition does not make it true. It isn't. Trump's contempt for political correctness Showed patriotic Americans that its ever tightening grip could be loosened. As Trump and his supporters know, political correctness cripples our ability to think clearly and act decisively. It is difficult to overestimate the significance of Trump's fight against political correctness, a fight which most Republicans are reluctant to engage. Only if Americans and their leaders stand up to political correctness and show it the contempt it deserves, is there any chance of preserving the American way of life. Trump treated the woke media With the same contempt he treated political correctness, provoking their outrage and revealing their utter corruption. It seems only Trump understands that the media can neither be negotiated with nor reformed. It must be defeated. Unlike most politicians, When Trump sees a problem, he goes out and fixes it. He fixed our porous borders. He moved our Israeli embassy to Jerusalem after decades of inaction. He eliminated hate America critical race theory in his administrative agencies. He developed a vaccine in record time. He achieved energy independence, and much, much more. Trump is guided by facts and common sense. He has no use for theories because he knows that slavish devotion to theories leads to nonsense. For instance, that children should be able to change their sex that it is wise to defund the police, that biological boys should be able to compete with girls in athletics. I am certain that, it, that Trump finds it impossible to believe that a woman could be a he. With Trump, what you see is what you get. Authenticity is something you have or you don't but it takes courage and independence to live authentically. In politics, most find it almost impossible not to be phony. Not Trump. Trump taught us crucial things. For starters, that China is a mortal enemy. Before Trump, the public did not realize it. Now, the public does. Likewise, free trade, accepted as a dogma by Republicans and Democrats, is now highly contested. These changes in public sentiment are big accomplishments made possible by qualities other than policy. Trump smoked rats out of hiding places. Because of Trump, we know our intelligence agencies are corrupt. We know also that the mainstream media is not just biased, but it is the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. A large part of Trump's appeal was that he was a bona fide outsider. He distrusted the experts who believe they know better than the average American how to run the country. This distrust was appealing to Trump's base who believe, and with good reason, that it is the experts who have created the despotic mess in which we find ourselves. Although his own administration sometimes made it difficult for him to get done everything he promised, his supporters knew he was on their side and was trying his damnedest not to let them down. Against the advice of most in his party, Trump has not let go of the claim that the 2020 election was stolen from him. His base backs him and well they should. They know that Republicans will lose all future elections until they get to the bottom of the last one. Trump connected to his audience as Reagan did because each spoke as a citizen to fellow citizens without a trace of condescension. It wasn't an act and Americans knew it. Trump may not have worked on a construction site, but he knew his way around one. One can imagine him trading body jokes with his construction workers. Other presidents have represented the middle class, but none with Trump's common touch. Trump understands, as does the outsourced American worker, that a cheap smartphone is no replacement for a job and a life that it supports. Trump also understands that what Americans of all races and creeds desire are stable communities, and the opportunity to raise their families in a culture that values hard work, self-reliance, patriotism, and freedom. Some will say Trump is a bad man, and that disqualifies him. I do not think Trump is a bad man, but for those who do, I remind them that a bad man, in some circumstances, can be a good president. If you're dying of thirst, and there is only one person offering you water, you accept the water gratefully without much concern for the character of your rescuer. This enumeration of Trump's virtues does not fully capture his uncommon courage and firmness of purpose. Trump is the most towering political figure in living memory. He has, like it or not, Define the politics of our age. In 2016 and 2020, he was the political leader most fit to lead in our warlike circumstances. Trump inspired a movement. If properly deployed, this movement might challenge the woke comms and, God willing, save the country. Republicans, however, should not forget that it is his support and the spirit they embrace that have become the life force of the Republican Party. Among the talked about alternatives to Trump, I have not yet seen anyone who possesses or even fully understands Trump's virtue nor have I seen anyone with his backbone and fortitude. One does not appreciate the strength of relentless gale-force winds until one is in the eye of the storm. I am not suggesting that it is time for everyone to make way for Trump. Rather, that it is much too early to throw him overboard. If Republicans do choose another leader to lead the Trump movement. They must do so in full confidence that he will embody Trump's virtues. If not Trump himself, his virtues must be the standard by which we judge other candidates. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Thomas Klingenstein, who is the CEO, the chairman of the board of the Claremont Institute, a prominent conservative think tank. Hope you enjoyed his speech. You might want to listen to it again, get a second listen to it, and maybe pick up on something you might have missed. He throws a lot at us. And uh, tell your friends about it. That's the speech in its entirety. It's gone viral, and you heard it here on It's Another Day Bonus Alert. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye, everybody.